In Ephesians 5, verse 21, followers of Jesus are commanded to submit to one another. What does this mean? What does submission look like? Today on Drawing Near, we begin looking at key relationships and how God, through His Word, commands us to live in them. So open your Bibles and turn to Ephesians 5, verses 22 through 24, as we study biblical wives. Before we begin, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you today for the relationships that you give to us and our role in each relationship. We thank you for all those people who have touched our lives and influenced us, who have loved us and cared for us, and who have modeled biblical living for us. We ask, Father, that you would help us to understand the truths of your word and by faith to yield, to submit to you. Give us an understanding through the power of your spirit. Where there is wrong thinking or wrong understanding, I pray that you would correct and that you would give us insight into your truths that enable us to yield to your will. Speak to us. Guide us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 24, we read these words. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, because the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, he himself being the Savior of the body. But as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Ephesians 5, verse 22, this passage on wives, and the following passages, the passage on husbands and children, slaves and masters, are all deeply connected to verses 18 through 21. In verses 18 through 21, the believer is commanded to be filled by the Spirit, to speak to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, to sing and making music in their hearts to the Lord. They are further commanded, being filled by the Spirit, to always give thanks to God and to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Then in verse 22, we start to see what submitting to one another through the filling of the Holy Spirit, what that looks like. Many people want to know what it's like to be filled by the Holy Spirit or to be filled with the Spirit. And being filled with the Spirit simply means allowing the Spirit to exercise leadership and guidance in our lives so much, so thoroughly, that we do what God wants. What does God want from us? Well, among the other things we've already mentioned— God commands that we submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Reverence for his example, because Christ also submitted, coming to earth in the form of a a human being, living a sinless life, and giving his life on the cross. He did not want to die on the cross. We see that in the Garden of Gethsemane. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done, Father. He submits dying on the cross, paying for our sins, going to the grave, 
resurrecting, conquering sin, death, and the grave for us. Out of reverence for the submission of Christ on our behalf, we also are to submit. Also, out of reverence for Christ, we need to not only follow his example, but we need to submit to him. We need to be like him and do what he says. He is our head, and as our head, we revere him and follow him. And so what does submitting look like? We're going to see in key relationships what that looks like. But let me give you a summary. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ looks like this. Wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. Children, obey your parents. Fathers, do not provoke your children. Slaves, obey your human masters. Masters, treat your slaves the same way, with dignity and respect. That's what submission looks like. Now, many pastors, I've heard many sermons on this, many teachers, many couples, only see submission in the first person, in wives submitting to their husbands. But husbands are to submit to their wives. Children are to submit to their parents. Fathers are to submit to their children, slaves to their masters, masters to their slaves. Submission looks different in each of those relationships, but the heart is the same. It's placing ourselves under the needs, under the requirements of the other individual. If we could see it this way, rather than simply say, wives are submitting, but husbands don't have to, no one else has to, just wives. If we could see these relationships as all being submitting relationships, we would be a lot further along in living out the will of God in our homes, in our workplaces, in our churches. And the world needs to see submissive living. So as we begin, what does the word submit mean? I've already alluded to it. It means to place yourself under the authority of someone else. It is critical that we understand. Husbands are never told to make their wives submit. Wives are never told to make their husbands act loving. Parents are to teach their children to obey. That's the role of the parent to the child. But the child, as they come into understanding, must place themselves under the authority of their parents. Fathers must choose to place themselves under the need of the children and not provoke them to anger. All of these things require the individual who is being spoken to, the wives, the husband, the children, the fathers, the slaves, the masters, to submit themselves. We must enter this discussion with this knowledge, this understanding. The Christian faith is a submitting faith. We must all submit to the Lord God. We must submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. We must submit to the Holy Spirit. We must submit to one another. This is not the first place this is said in the New Testament. It is an understood doctrine. We submit to one another. We serve one another. Believers in the local church are to be under the leadership of the pastor. The pastor is to shepherd the church. There is a reciprocal relationship, an interdependent relationship between all of us. We are the body of Christ and we meet one another's needs. 
Doing so requires us to humble ourselves and to place ourselves at the other person's disposal. With all of that said as an introduction, we look at verse 22 and we see, Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. It needs to be said in our day and age, when it's talking about wives, it's talking about women who are married to men. One woman to one man in a marriage relationship. It is not talking about cohabitation. That is adultery. That is sin. And it's not talking about homosexuality. That is perverse sin. It's talking about a woman and a man who have committed themselves publicly, ceremonially, before God, to living together in marriage for the rest of their lives. That's what this is talking about. There is no other form of biblical marriage. That's what God's Word says. So we're told here, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. We understand what submission is. The wife is to place herself under the leadership of her husband, and she's to do this as to the Lord, as to Jesus himself. That's a high level of trust, of submission, and no man ought to take that lightly. No woman ought to enter into a relationship with her husband that she can't fulfill verse 22's command. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, because, here's the reason, the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. Well, who set this system up? Is it just some kind of archaic convention that has existed for a long time? Men probably made this whole thing up, didn't they? No, this is the inspired, God-breathed Word of God. God created marriage. God walked Eve down the aisle, so to speak, and presented her to her husband. God designed this. It is God who desires the man to be the head of the wife. We like to say head of the home. That's not what the Bible says, because the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. This relationship is to be a model and a witness to the surrounding community, to the world that we live in, of Christ's headship of the church. We are a visible representation of that spiritual truth that exists within the body of Christ. And a key component to that is wives having faith in God and His Word, submitting to their husbands as to the Lord, recognizing God has made the husband the head of the wife, just as God made Christ the head of the church. And then we're told that Christ, He Himself, being the Savior of the body. Further explanation of verse 24, But as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Now, quite frankly, verses 22 through 24 is really none of the husband's business. He is to encourage his wife to be obedient to the Scriptures. He is to pray for his wife to be obedient to the Scriptures. But God here is talking to wives, not husbands. It is the wife's responsibility to do her part in a biblical marriage, to be a biblical wife, to be a godly woman. If her husband is unworthy of this 
and all husbands are unworthy of this, she's not doing this for her husband. She is doing this in submission to God. She is doing this, verse 21 says, out of reverence for Christ. If she does not do this, just like if the husband or the child or the father or the slave or the master in the following verses, if she does not do this, she is not reverencing or revering the Lord Jesus Christ. This is not an option. This is not, well, I'll meet you halfway. This is, I'm going to serve the Lord God no matter what my husband does, no matter what he's like, because I love the Lord and I'm going to be faithful to him and his word. That's what this is. You cannot be a godly woman and an unsubmissive wife. You cannot be obedient and walk in faith and be an unsubmissive wife. And the same is going to hold true when we talk tomorrow of husbands loving your wives. We must yield to the truth of God's word by faith. If we do not, then we lack faith. We don't believe God knows what he's talking about. We also need to understand that God holds us accountable for disobedience. Many of our marriages are not blessed because husbands and wives are not submitting to one another. Our children are growing up without godly examples because husbands and wives do not submit to one another. I believe the perversions that we see in cohabitation, in extramarital sexual activity, in homosexuality, find a lot of the reasons for that perversion in ungodly husbands and wives in marriage. We need to show what biblical marriage looks like to all those around us, and we can only do that by faith in the Lord. Father in heaven, I pray that you would help us to see the truth of your word. I pray that so much, so often, and I particularly pray for our homes right now, that you would help the wife and the husband, the mother and the father, to understand that your word is good and it is right, and that doing things your way is the the greatest path to peace and joy and fruitfulness in marriage that there is. We cannot come up with a better system, a better plan. You created this. This goes all the way back to the garden. And yet we need to understand that this relationship that you lay out before us in the home only works through faith in Jesus Christ. A believing wife, a believing husband, seeking together in union with one another to follow Jesus, to be filled with the Spirit, to submit to one another. Help us to see these truths and help us not to be petty and childish and worldly by looking at one another and saying, you first, you submit first, or you do everything you're supposed to, and then I'll come along. How how sad Father, save us from this. Open our eyes. Guide us in the path of understanding and life. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, 
provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and he will draw near to us.